0: Hey, coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch, it's a special bonus episode, an oldie but a goodie, way back from 2017. It's my interview with Tina Fuller. Tina is the author of the book, It's My Turn, How to Gain Freedom from a Manipulating and Self-Centered Parent. So we're going to talk a lot today about what her experience was like growing up with a narcissistic mom. She also has an incredibly large following with a Facebook group of over 50,000 people called Narcissistic Parent Answers. So you kind of get a feel for what we're going to be talking about today. But there's going to be that and plenty more coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch. Uh, more email feedback before we get to the show. And this one is so good. This one is, uh, is my favorite. I know we're not supposed to have favorites. Each and every email is very important to me, just like all of my kids, but uh, you're going to like this one a lot. It says Tony. And I did get permission from the, uh, the author of this email. Tony therapy is like a bathroom in the middle of a long run. They already have me right there. I've got plenty of stories about bathrooms in the middle of a long run. Uh, but the person goes on to say, just, just uh, Just wait. To let you know you're making a difference in my life. My wife first introduced me to your podcast a year or so during a rough period of time for both of us. Discussing your episodes has broken the ice for some much needed conversations between us, which I'm so grateful for. I really am. Um, back to the email. That alone has been amazing. I'm using BetterHelp thanks to you. I live in a small town. Let me just say that would be betterhelp.com/slash virtual couch. Please, please go there. If you're going to uh, take a look at betterhelp.com, please go to betterhelp.com/slash virtual couch. It really helps the podcast. But he says, I'm using BetterHelp thanks to you. I live in a small town and the counselor options are slim. Plus, I never saw myself as somebody who needed therapy. I came close a few times to setting up appointments, but I always backed out. BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch is so easy. Before you can have a second thought, they have you matched up. I love that because the uh, that process is very easy on BetterHelp.com. The barrier to entry is so low. I've been using it for a few weeks now and I know it's going to make a difference in my life. Now, to explain my crude analogy, my wife and I are training for a marathon. During the long run, we were catching up, and I was telling her about my experience with BetterHelp. A few miles later, we were passing a bathroom. I tried to tell myself I could tough it out, and I didn't want to stop and break my rhythm. Boy, have I been there. One of these days, I'm going to tell a story about uh, why I hold a Strava record in the town of Davis during a one particular one-mile stretch of a half marathon that has to do with exactly this concept. But that will be a very vulnerable uh, story for me. Back to the email. But I tried to tell myself I could tough it out and didn't want to stop and break my rhythm. I told myself I was tougher than that, but I stopped. After, I ran faster, felt better, and was glad I stopped. Therapy is the same. I was telling myself I wasn't that guy and that I could tough it and that I could tough it out. Now that I'm going, I feel better and uh, it's worth the brief pause on life. Keep up the good work. So thank you for that email. Again, these are coming in pretty regularly now and I'm grateful for that. So please go to betterhelp.com virtualcouch and uh, just know that, uh, that betterhelp.com over 500,000 people have already signed up done this before you as well um, they're going to betterhelp.com slash virtual getting the help they need, even the help that they didn't know they need, as we learned about in this email today. There's a broad range of expertise in the counselor network that might not be available in local areas. Uh, it's available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You get timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, even though my waiting room is very nice. I will admit that. But, uh, but some, some aren't. Or you're, you might, you don't want to run into somebody you know. But BetterHelp will assess your needs, match it with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can often start communicating in less than 24 hours. And, uh, they also have scholarships. So if you are struggling financially, but you really want that help, um, betterhelp.com slash virtual couch, go through there. Sign up and uh, you will find out that there are a lot of um, options for you on BetterHelp.com slash Virtual Couch, even if you are struggling financially. And uh, and I actually have coming up later this week, I have one of the um, uh, kind of a big deal at BetterHelp.com. And they're coming on to talk about the whole um, experience of BetterHelp. And I'm really excited for you to hear that interview. It, it, it's it's going to sound a little bit advertising, but, man, we get into the nuts and bolts of how it works and uh, signing up for accounts and the way the therapists work and all that. So I'm, I'm really excited to share that interview coming up later this week. Um, there's a special offer for Virtual Couch listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Virtual Couch. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up today. Episode 189 of the Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit, coach writer, speaker, husband, father four, ultra-marathon runner, and co-author of the I think ten weeks running now. Um, Best-selling book, He's a Porn Addict, Now What? An Expert and a Former Addict to Answer Your Questions, in which I play the role of the expert. And I'm also creator of The Path Back, an online pornography recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from the harmful effects of pornography. If you or anybody that you know is struggling to put pornography or any type of compulsive sexual behavior behind them, once and for all, and trust me, it can be done in a strength-based, hold the shame, become the person you always knew you could be way— then please head over to pathbackrecovery.com and there you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to get rid of pornography. Once and for all, again, pathbackrecovery.com and head by uh, head over to Instagram. Um, please follow the Virtual Couch. It's uh, at Virtual Couch or you can find a Virtual Couch page on Facebook. Um, that one's actually uh, not, as, uh, not as well attended as the Tony Overbay licensed marriage and family therapist, but go like them both. Why not? And if you have a minute and you've enjoyed any of the Virtual Couch podcast material, please do me a favor and take a moment and rate and review and subscribe and pass along to anybody that you feel could benefit from anything, any of the topics on the virtual couch and, uh, stop over at TonyOverbay.com as well. And just please take a, take a minute, sign up for the email newsletter. It's uh, doesn't come very often. Probably again, needs to probably come a little more often, but, um, some really cool programs, some things that are pretty exciting that are coming up soon. And, uh, so this is a bonus episode. I'm going to try to get to this as soon as I can. Um, in today's podcast, I am going in the time machine. This one was first aired, I believe in, in September of twenty seventeen and it is an interview with Tina Fuller. Tina is the author of a book, It's My Turn, and it's My Turn says how to how to gain freedom from a manipulating and self-centered parent. So today we talk a lot about well, back in 2017, what you're going to hear today is we talk a lot about what what you can do to identify and cope with and work with a narcissistic parent, whether it's a, a mother, a father. Um, Tina is very open about her experience, and this book has been pretty amazing. It's uh, it's changed a lot of people's life. She has a website you can go to that is narcissism-answers.com, and I have to tell you, her Facebook group on narcissistic parent answers at last check was about 50000 000- people. So it's such a a wealth of information on how to recognize and deal with cope with disconnect from, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do from a narcissistic parent. And I just grabbed one of the reviews on Amazon of Tina's book. And I think this kind of sums up the uh, what you need to know about Tina going into this interview. So this says I agree with all the five star reviews here. Tina Fuller's book is excellent. Not only does she provide a method on how to determine whether your parent is narcissistic, but she has a method to help her readers deal with it. I appreciated that the book was concise but comprehensive. I also appreciated that it was personal and that she included stories and personal examples of how she's dealt with a toxic mother. The point of her PACE method is to protect yourself, accept the situation, change your interactions, and empower yourself. It's simple and it's effective. So um, let me get right to that, though. Uh, Please go check out her Facebook group. I'll have a link in the show notes. And let's get to my interview with Tina Fuller and her book, It's My Turn. (laughs) I have a wonderful interview with Tina Fuller. Tina is the author of the book, It's My Turn, How to Gain Freedom from a Manipulating and Self-Centered Parent. And Tina's book is fantastic. Tina grew up with a narcissistic mother, and uh, she really didn't start to put the pieces together until a little bit later in life. And then um, that took her on an entire journey of self-discovery. And uh, she'll tell you, obviously, about uh, about her story. But it is an amazing story, and she gives a lot of wonderful tools on how how to identify some of the the, the damage, for lack of a better word, that occurs when growing up with a narcissistic parent. A lot of the the self defeating behaviors and and negative self talk that can happen from that. And we just have a, a really good discussion about narcissism in general, um, personality disorders. We talk about. Uh, if you are married to a narcissist, not only just if you grew up with a narcissist um, but just a lot of good information here, especially on um how that can affect your life and and better yet how you can grow and heal and Tina has some very very specific tools that I think will help with that and uh and then we just address a lot of other concepts that have to do with um, some of the places that we go with our behaviors because of the you know the you should do this and you can 't do this that we often get from parents when we're growing up. So I am grateful for this uh, opportunity to interview Tina. Um, She has contact information at the end of the interview. She has a very successful life coaching business where she helps people primarily that have grown up with narcissists. And she is very available to answer emails. Um, Her email address is tinafuller at mac.com and she'll give you more information at the end of the interview. Uh, thank you again to the wonderful aurora florence for her song after tina's interview that will take us home called it's wonderful and please don't forget to share the podcast if you like it um, subscribe write a good review all of that helps me and uh, and i am grateful for that so okay let's get to the interview with tina Okay, but no, I really appreciate you taking the, the, the time and, uh, and so and thank you for joining me today on the virtual couch. And so today my guest is Tina Fuller, and Tina is the author of the book It's My Turn: How to Gain Freedom from a Manipulating and Self-centered Parent. So uh, thanks for joining me, Tina.
1: Oh, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so hey, I've uh, and, and I actually picked up Tina's book probably a little over a year ago. and um, at that time, uh, I was working with a woman who we had identified that she grew up with a narcissistic mother, and, um, and she really just was struggling. I think she felt guilty of wanting to blame all of her problems on her mom. And, uh, and Tina, your book helped so much with that. So is that something you run into often?
1: Yes. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it helped her. That's great. Really wonderful.
0: Um, yeah, a lot of times um, people do get stuck in either anger or guilt Okay, mm-hmm. and when, and I think what I was seeing was guilt, and uh, and, and actually what kind of um, I thought was funny was she would continually ask me, but wait a minute, am I a narcissist as well? And and, mm-hmm. would, and what do you say when you hear that?
1: Um, Actually, the first thing I tell them, because a lot of times people will be literally in fear that yeah. they're turning into their parents. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll tell them, first of all, a narcissist doesn't know that they... Are narcissistic.
0: I love it. And
1: yeah, it's it's everybody else's fault, right? So
0: by you even questioning yourself tells me you're not exactly (laughs) right. Yeah, and I think I want to. I think I'm gonna. I want to cut that clip out of this uh, podcast because I think that is the ultimate sniff test, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If if they know, uh, I mean, or if they're asking that question, then that kind of rules them out right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, and so I guess before I go further too, Tina, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Uh, how did you, how did you um, come to write It's My Turn?
1: Okay. So I found out that my mother was a narcissist. I guess I was about 39 and it just decided to... Um, once I started healing the healing process about I guess midway to three quarters of the way through, I thought, well, you know, I think since I'm learning so much and i'm I'm going through this process, um I should help other people. So I thought, well, you know once I get myself to a point where I am healed, I will sit down and start to write and that's exactly what I did. I just took notes as I went along, actually, uh-huh. and I referred back to my notes. And that's really where the whole thought process came from. I've got to help other people. I know there's other people out here yeah. that have are going through the same thing I'm going through. And I went through it basically alone. Okay. Uh, there wasn't as much information out uh,
0: back then. Well, and so it's interesting that you, you say you came to that uh, realization when you were 39. So... Um, mm-hmm. what led to that? What, was it you know, all of a sudden an epiphany and the, the skies part and, and the sun shines and you get it or was it a slow buildup? Well, basically part of it was um,
1: I had asked my parents to watch my kids because I was having surgery mm-hmm. and um, my mother's response um, to that was, well, um I don't know if I want to feel like driving that day so
0: oh. Oh. Oh, you're <laughs> and if something's okay. wrong. Here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh.
1: That's not a normal response. So yeah. yeah. I started had an, and also I had a neighbor at the time um that I, it just made me question, and the way they were acting. So I literally went on onto um, Google and looked up narcissism, and okay. bells and whistles just started going off. I'm like, oh
0: my gosh, okay. Uh, do you remember what <laughs> it some? Of, yeah. Clicked. Do you remember what some of those initial bells and whistles were, or what did when you read about narcissism? Uh, what what clicked? Somebody
1: who is self-absorbed, um, have no empathy for others, yeah. raging. I mean, now it depends on if we're talking overt or covert, but you know, raging, um, just has absolutely no,
0: you know, caring for someone else.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, very
0: self-centered. Okay. And, and I think one of the things that is important to note is, um, you know, if you've lived with a narcissist, worked with a narcissist, um, you are often, do you feel like you're beating yourself, uh, um, trying to convince them of certain things that you think are true or if you just say the this one final thing or make this this really good point that then all of a sudden they'll get it right and all of this Mm -hmm. negative patterns of behavior from the past will disappear and they will become this wonderful lovable person I mean had that been your experience dream right yeah exactly
1: (laughs) if we could just get them to see it um the other thing I wanted to add was that they're they're know-it-alls they tend to believe they know everything
0: yeah you know, I looked up uh, on the, I think it's the um, uh, American Psychiatric Association website, mm-hmm. and it's talking about mm-hmm. personality disorders. And uh, for narcissistic personality disorder, it says a pattern of need mm-hmm. for admiration and lack of empathy mm-hmm. for others. A person with narcissistic personality disorder may have a grandiose sense of self-importance, a sense of entitlement, take advantage of others, or lack of empathy. And, and did you see that, um, especially the taking advantage of, uh, did you see that in your mom?
1: Oh yes. okay. And the, the, like I said, the, um, the know-it-all manipulation, um, everything you just mentioned basically <laughs> was exactly what she's done and, and still will try to do.
0: Yeah, okay. And so what was that research like early on? You know, you said there wasn't a lot out there. I mean, I, you know, I picture a, a movie where all of a sudden there's this montage and you've got the pencil behind your ear and you're in the library in the stacks late at night. Or, um, I mean, where did you go and, and what did you initially find?
1: Well, I started looking for videos. I, I looked at the DSM four. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, dove head in, head first into it, and wanted to understand it more, and kind of took the emotion out of it, okay. really. Yeah, um, because I, I looked at it from more of a, uh, almost like a clinical type perspective. Just so I could understand it, and then I thought, well, I'll, I'll put the emotion aside for now okay. and learn as much as I can, and then deal with the emotion. Okay. Because otherwise, I had to keep a clear head; otherwise, I wouldn't have got. I feel I wouldn't have gotten anywhere.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that when you when you put the emotion aside? And I love that. I mean, that is one of the hardest mm-hmm. things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of uh, disengage. And mm-hmm. at, at that point, did you become more of an observer? I did. Okay.
1: Um, As I mentioned in my book, it it was almost like um, the cartoon Charlie Brown (laughs) where I would go and see her. And it was like, wah, 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 whether it was raging or whatever she was doing. And yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. She's doing this now. And then it became almost like a game because oh, okay. I would say, hmm, I think she's going to do this next. And I would like see if I was right. And so, yeah, exactly. That's okay. exactly. I disengaged.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And were you pretty good at the game? I mean, were you able to predict I well?
1: actually, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't keep score. but okay. <laughs> But <laughs> with narcissists, you know, if one thing doesn't work, they do tend to try something else, yeah. but yeah, no, I did, I did, uh, I did fairly well.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to jot down a, no, a narcissism, the board game. I think that has some potential. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and when you say that, it, I, I think of the clients I work with and I have to say, um, as far as I can literally count on one hand with a couple of fingers, mm-hmm. uh, not being used how many actual narcissists I have worked with and working with, mm. uh, you know, a, a long list of clients. And mm-hmm. uh, so we kind of refer to them in therapy as if they're a unicorn. I mean, you, you rarely see right. them. And typically, you get a narcissist in therapy um, if their marriage is about to end and their wife mm-hmm. has finally said, okay, and notice how I say wife. Am I assuming that all the narcissists are, uh, are males? Which, I mean, that's what I think is unique about your oh. book and your situation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think in my practice, I've seen a, a pretty fair amount of, of men. Actually, on that, I mean, a little tangent there. Do you know, is there much research around, is it primarily uh, male or female narcissism? Well, I
1: can give you my opinion. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, to me, in my opinion, it's pretty much 50-50. It, okay. It's kind of like a can seek out okay i 'm only going to strike males you know thirty five uh-huh. to whatever age it it sh- it can show up anywhere I think it 's more reported um, with men okay. because um, they tend to be um, ceos yeah. or or you know owners of companies or the supervisors and that because um, they are more in the public eye whereas women tend to be oh, it's just the way she is, you know, oh, it's a female thing. And I just don't think it's really, really looked at. And as you say, they don't end up in therapy very often. Right. Um, if they do, they tend to um, want to go. If they agree to go, they'll want to go to fix the other person. It's Nothing's wrong with them. They want you to fix their spouse or their child
0: or whoever it is. Absolutely, and I think that that speaks Mm -hmm. back to that manipulation, right? So I think in Mm -hmm. those scenarios, and I felt it in the the room uh, where Mm -hmm. the narcissist says, okay, if I can manipulate the therapist, um, then Mm -hmm. I can get him or her to... Uh, back me up and and let my spouse know that they're they're the ones with the problem. I mean that's yeah mm-hmm. you know you nailed it absolutely. Um, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's uh you know talking about observing a narcissist. Um, and I'm looking at the side of my couch that the last one that I worked with uh, sat. <laughs> and uh, you know and not not breaking confidentiality, but but it was pretty fascinating where mm-hmm. this person was letting me know that they were going to give me permission to To kind of go a little more hard on their spouse, you know, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just thought that was fascinating because you know the the spouse and I were both clearly um, aware that this the other person was the narcissist, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and so and along those lines, so the men and women, that's interesting. So the men, you feel like, I mean, they they can typically use that uh, personality disorder, that narcissism, almost to their benefit, correct? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And why do you think people are drawn? In that scenario, why do you think people are drawn to the narcissist?
1: Well, they're wonderful liars. Okay. They can paint a picture that sounds fabulous and make it look a certain way. So, of course, it's appealing. You know, I promise you this. I'm going to change that. I'm going to develop this area. And it really sounds wonderful until you get pulled in and then you see... It's
0: not wonderful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awful. yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I, I know political statements, of course, but that sure can yeah. sound like a politician, right? I mean, where they Absolutely. can go in there and promise the moon and, uh, right. and not necessarily even feel like they have to go back and. And clear anything up, and people are following Absolutely. along. Absolutely. Yeah, boy, that, that right. does. Um, I, I, I had to share this, and I want to get into your book, but the when, when I do see a narcissist, and when I think about a couple of the ones I've seen, I can now, so I have the three that I'm thinking of, um, in two of those scenarios, the only time it's really been productive is when the person will say, you know, the, the wife is thrown out, you know, he's a narcissist, and, and uh, mm-hmm. where I've had, you know, this tiny little glimpse of vulnerability where the person will say, fine. You know, I don't agree, but let's just say for the sake of argument, I am a narcissist, you know, then Mm -hmm. what, then what? And so it's been kind of interesting where in these, these ones I'm thinking of, um, the person's almost coming into me saying, uh, all right. So I, I, and it goes back to what you said earlier, no empathy. You know, I don't have empathy Mm -hmm. in these situations. Let's just say you know that if this was the case, that I am a narcissist. What what would I, what would one do in this scenario? And uh, mm-hmm. and and then it's you know you're almost like giving them a script. Well, you know when your wife is sad, you 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 cry or you hold her or and just to watch that uh, look on on the narcissist face to kind of mm-hmm. look like okay, I don't know, I don't see this as being productive. You know, but I think. Mm-hmm. in their world it's I don't see my advantage here, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. So
1: what am I getting out of it? Exactly. Yeah. Always. Yeah. They have to benefit. Um, because they they cannot relate to those type of normal feelings of happiness and and sadness, and empathy because they don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's like, well, how am I what am I gonna get out of this? If I if I comfort her or him, what am I gonna get out of it? Right. How's that gonna help me? Yeah. So it's like I don't want to do
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let me get into the book. So uh, there, the, there's a uh, couple of things that I, I really enjoyed. And one of those is this. Well, you tell me first, what would be more, um, uh, I was going to say more productive, but um, talking about uh, pace or, or even talking mm-hmm. about um, kind of the role that, uh, that you know, the, the child of a narcissist takes on. Um, where would you want to go first?
1: Um, probably the role, okay. I guess, that the okay. child takes on.
0: Okay. So talk about that. You've got in your book, you've got three <clears throat> different roles, uh, and uh, conformer, rebel, runner, and and you say that we all start as conformers. Um, maybe maybe kind of talk a little bit about that.
1: Okay. Um, basically, what child doesn't want love and acceptance from their parent? Yeah. So many times a child um, will start off as a conformer basically looking up to the parent, oh, mommy or daddy wants me to <clears throat> draw this picture or wants me to do this or that. So they try to do that, thinking, okay, they're going to really love me. I mean, some of this is con- not conscious, but it's just kind of like getting that pat on the head, so to speak. Sure. So they try to conform and do exactly what the parent wants them to do. They won't get that. They'll be told, oh, you did you did great. However, there's usually a but along with that. But, nice. uh, <laughs> right. but uh, so we start off in that role, trying to please the parent, in hopes that we'll get the love and acceptance that we all really strive for. Um, and w- the next um, category was rebel. Okay. So that's the child that does not sees they are not getting any type of love or any type of acceptance and they tend to be a bit more independent okay uh and so they they stand up to the parent they will kind of i I call it programming but it's kind of like a brainwashing because the the narcissistic parent is trying to get you to conform and do what they want you to do Uh so as the rebel um Goes against that programming, they become the enemy almost. Um, they are the child that argues the most with the parent. The parent will chastise them, berate them, mm. um, which you know really can destroy the child's self-esteem okay. and self-worth. Yeah. Um, so they're the ones that said as they argue the most with the parent, and then you've got the runner who basically uh, this isn't working for me. I'm out of here. You know, okay. <laughs> and they yeah. stay away from the parent as much as possible. They may, um, as they get older, they will literally move. You know, very far from the parent. They won't call them. They won't have much contact at all because it's just not pleasant. They don't necessarily know what's going on at the time, but they just get away. It's like a instinct. You know, I'm, I got to get away from this person.
0: Sure, and then and then what you, you know? When especially with the runner, um, how does the narcissistic parent view that? I mean, obviously, it's it's the problem of the child, right? The the parent. Absolutely. The yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's it's
0: never the narcissist's fault. It's always the child's fault, no matter what. Okay. Um, yep. Go back to the rebel. I mean, do you feel like mm-hmm. uh, is that probably the more maddening of the the roles that a child of a narcissist can get involved in? Or, or
1: sure, sure, okay. because they're really going against the programming, and sometimes, well, a lot of times, a rebel will try to prove this yeah. is what's going on. You're not you're not doing the right thing here, mom or dad. Uh And so by trying to use uh, or rationalize with the parent, you can't um, can't rationalize with them because...
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Tina, that that last part broke off. So you can't rationalize with them because of what?
1: A narcissist is not rational. They're not rational people. They only see their side. So you're trying to talk to someone who's not going to accept what you say, mm-hmm. because they're right, and you're always their way or the highway.
0: Okay. And the rebel, so the rebel, I feel like that's the, when, especially when, um, when you start to really see, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. this is as one gets older, and they start to see the flaws within the narcissistic parent, and this is where I feel like, you know, people start to engage in this, if I can only... Mm-hmm. Show them that they, you know, they didn't, they said this one time and then they said this, and those aren't, those don't go mm-hmm. together. Or, and, and, and I think that's where people really start to get angry, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Because it doesn't make sense. It's like you have proof, even. Uh-huh. And you end up feeling like the crazy person, like, wait a minute, maybe I that didn't happen quite
0: that way. And that's why I want to get. So do you, uh, um, you know, that the term gaslighting, right? Uh, gaslighting, so, uh-huh. Yeah, so that's where, I mean, you know, the, the narcissist will argue with you, and this is mm-hmm. the good, good old cliched, um, if you say the sky is blue and they say it's purple, I mean, they're going to hang on to that argument for half an hour until finally you say, okay, maybe I don't even really know what blue looks like, right? Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Um, That's exactly right. Kind of a fun fact. Uh, I, you know, I had heard the term gaslighting for a while, so I finally had to go look up where it came from, and I thought it was going to be some cool psychological something, but I guess it was from a, a movie, <laughs> uh, like a movie back in the fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Okay. Um, so, 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 do you feel like when you were growing up, um, which which one of these roles did you spend the most time in?
1: Um, I was a. Conf- I started off conforming. Up until about maybe the age of 17, 18. Okay. And I did have an older brother who was absolutely a rebel. Yeah. But uh, the difference was he was more like the golden child. Um, and so because he was a son. So,
0: <laughs> so you talked in the book about, yeah, the, the, yeah, that your mom didn't necessarily value um, you as a, as, as a woman, right?
1: Right, okay. right. Um, and so I kind of learned from him, and I thought, wow, you know, he's really got, got some of this figured out, how to handle her. Mm. Um, and so I started off there, and then I guess I was a runner for the least amount of time, because I, I went no contact for about a year while I finished my healing.
0: Okay. So, yeah, the Rebel, I guess, really was where I spent the most time. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you know, talk about your. So when you start going on this journey at 39, you're doing all the work, and then you, you, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about how you were able to put the emotion aside. You start to do this healing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long of a process was that? I mean, that that healing process.
1: It was several years. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. um, I would say a good maybe five, six years, honestly. Because not only did I have to do the research and really understand how they think, uh-huh. I had to put myself back into the chaos yeah. and really, truly rebel in a in a more positive way. Um, not so that I could change her, but so I could change myself and how to deal with her.
0: Okay. Because is that the point where you are starting to, whenever you feel this pull to, to kind of re-engage, you have to recognize that that is not going to be productive? Um, exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. And that's one of the things that I tell um, clients all the time. Stop engaging. Okay. You know, don't argue because you you may as well go out and talk to a tree because okay. it's not you're not going to get
0: anywhere. Okay, and I think that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing. It's the most liberating thing. I think when mm-hmm. when I can work with a client who will then finally realize, um, you'll you'll watch them over and over again start to spin mm-hmm. up, spin up with this new narrative that they want to tell their narcissistic mm-hmm. parent or spouse, and and then mm-hmm. to you know you see that power in, okay, I need to not engage, but then it almost feels like quickly after that comes the sadness or the, you know, the reality, mm-hmm. right? So, so maybe there's a, that's a good segue to talk about pace. Um, uh, tell okay. me a little bit about pace in the book. I think it's a really important part.
1: Okay. One thing I wanted to add yeah. to the not engaging there, um, when you stop engaging with them, there's a, another step of this. You okay. have to understand that they will ramp up. Mm. in their damage. They will try to find something else that's going to really hit you below the belt okay. so that you will engage. That's just really something important to remember. Yeah. It's great to not engage, but you have to realize when you do that, uh-huh. they're going to really try to pull you back in as hard as they can so that you will engage because it's all about attention. Yeah. They want your attention,
0: good or bad. So. Do you have any examples of that, yeah. either your own or some of the things you've ran into on your Facebook group? or?
1: Um, let me think. Um, basically, let's see, um, trying to think real quick. I don't have one off the top of no, my okay. head, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but like, say for example, um, the parent said they're going to come to uh, your child's, uh, symphony or uh-huh. something. Okay. And then all of a sudden they're not coming because of a reason they've given you like, um, I don't feel well. Okay. And then... You know, yeah. but I told you this a month ago. What? Why are you not? And then, well, you know, I just actually don't feel like it. Oh. How could you do this? And, right. and they'll just, you know, they'll keep trying something different until. Well, you didn't come to my birthday part. You know that oh. kind of thing. Okay. And if you disengage there, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep. They're going to go hit you below the belt and say. But ever since you were a child, and mm. that's what's going to pull you back in. Okay. okay
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, they're, and, I mean, it's basically they're, uh, they're just looking for wherever they can get in and push your button. Right. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so, yeah. So, talk about PACE. Okay.
1: Okay. So, um, I came up with PACE. Um, in looking over my notes, as what did I do? I thought, well, let me write this down, and and, and that way I can explain it very clearly. So um, P stands for protect yourself. Okay. And what I mean by that, um, unfortunately, some have to do uh, protect themselves physically. Yeah. I'm speaking more emotionally, okay. um, which is like pretend you've got a bubble around you or a brick wall or something that they cannot penetrate to your emotions. Okay. So um, that way the hurt won't continue. Um, accept, which is meaning not accepting the abuse, okay. but accept the fact that your parent has NPD okay. and that you can't do anything about it. Yeah. There's no medicine. There's no therapy. It's, it's there. It's not going to change. And it's basically this is the the hand you were dealt mm-hmm. and you have to move forward from it
0: okay okay um,
1: um so let's see change uh that's c which is change how you react to them and change what you are doing because the narcissist is never going to change okay. so you have to change which is kind of unfair but <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> but that's it it is what it is yeah. and if you're either going to continue to try to have a relationship with them or you're not, is certainly a personal decision, mm-hmm. but there's got to be change, and you're the only one capable of it. Um, and then E for empower, which is building your self-esteem. Okay. Um, I come across a lot of clients. Actually, most of them have very low self-esteem. I myself had horrible, horrible self-esteem. Okay. Um, so that's one of the um, empowering steps you must take. Um, otherwise you kind of stay stuck.
0: Right. Okay. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that's where you and I have talked as well. Uh, you know, I have this, um, uh, uh, online pornography recovery program called the path back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I find that a lot of the clients who have, um, addictions, uh, uh, pornography, Mm -hmm. addiction, compulsive sexual behavior, Mm -hmm. gambling, alcohol, you name it, that coping mechanism Mm -hmm. was developed as a way to try to, um, uh, not feel the pain of the exactly. of, right, the lack of acceptance from uh, mm-hmm. a narcissistic parent. Sure, so, okay, sure. Um, so, I
1: find that as well.
0: Yeah, um, a lot
1: of them have. Uh, maybe not the person that I'm dealing with, but their sibling, you know, has gone mm. off into you know pornography or drugs, or some unfortunately have even you know dealt with suicide. the with yeah. a sibling, um, it, it's just horrible.
0: Yeah, um, I think when I go back to the. Um, the roles that uh, that the the children of narcissists can run into the runner, um, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes I feel like I I do see a lot of those runners that have just completely disengaged from their family, mm-hmm. and and you know sometimes that's a really good thing, but other times mm-hmm. it's <clears throat> it's been the disengaging into a a life of addiction of some sort. So trying to
1: right yeah, and and I always tell people you know. People will say, oh, I'm a runner, I'm a, and that's wonderful to get you out of the drama and the chaos, but that's the first step. The second step is deal with it. Yeah. You know, do you have to face the pain, or you're not going to be able to
0: become empowered. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, it, how long, I mean, do you feel like that pace is a, uh, you know, you, can you put a time frame on it, or is it unique to every individual, or it is. It's unique
1: to every individual because um, it really depends. Like I said earlier, some people get stuck in the anger. Some people get stuck in guilt. Um, they just or they just don't know. They're just stuck. So each individual, um, you know, the healing process. It, it's it's just completely unique for everyone.
0: Okay. Hey, it's not not really shifting gears, but kind of uh, maybe mm-hmm. going off on a, on another path here. <laughs> um, I I wrote down a note about um, you know what what do you do you have thoughts or advice on if someone is in a relationship with a narcissist and they have never never really wanted to deal with it or if they um, you know if they aren't really sure do you do you get a lot of that do you give advice or what are your thoughts.
1: Um, well, being a coach, I never give advice. I just okay. try to get yeah. people to dig into what what they want. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot of um, people who are married to a spouse. I have a couple that I've spoken with, mm-hmm. um, but I always tell them, you know, try to learn as much as you can, get as much knowledge that you can concerning narcissism. And a lot of times, what I will try to find out, though, is if they actually did have that type of parent. Because unfortunately, many times, um, adult children of narcissists will get in the relationship with a narcissist, not even knowing
0: what they're doing. Which is it's fascinating. What what do you think? uh, Why do you think that happens?
1: Well, it's it it appears to be that it's kind of like the old saying, "The devil, you know, Uh Um, you you aren't seeing it, but." It's something about them feels familiar, mm-hmm. so you're kind of drawn to it, and then when you're in it, you're like, "Oh no, What's yeah, that happened here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: and I think that's fascinating. You, 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 something that you know, right? So I, I've worked mm-hmm. with people who I feel like, um, they have gotten this acceptance from a partner, and, mm-hmm. and and they're used to. I mean, I think you, you, you nailed that. Where they're used to this. If I you know, if I keep trying, then I might get this acceptance, not knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're getting the acceptance because it's, it's uh, in the best interest of that partner. And, and some of these people have never had a legitimate, healthy relationship with empathy and positive regard and, and, you know, caring and concern for them. So to them, that's a, a completely foreign concept. So yeah, they are looking for that person who, you know, maybe even seems disengaged, but then will, um, give them praise, and, and now you know the the person thinks, okay, this person likes me. Um, you know what exactly. else? What else can I do? And I, yeah, I think that's that's what I see a lot. I, and I'm and you know it breaks my heart at times where people mm-hmm. don't know that there is uh, you know a, a, a parental relationship where the the parent mm-hmm. just truly cares about the child. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or a spouse, right. uh, kind of the same. Um,
1: exactly. And then and then the. Um all drops kind of yeah. <laughs> because what happens is this is just a temporary thing you know there's like a honeymoon phase with a narcissist when you're dating okay. they come across as genuine and loving and just this all-around wonderful person mm. and then once they've got you pulled into their dysfunctional cycle it's ooh, okay
0: now the true colors are starting to show yeah and, and you know mm. I find that that is um, that's one that I see fairly often and it is when the person then is trying to go back and say because, um, I, you know, I like to try to look for what were, what were red flags. And, and especially mm-hmm. when we're kind of looking at, um, when people are starting to look at a new relationship. Let's say they've gotten out mm-hmm. of the, the, the relationship with a narcissist. Um, but it's hard to find the red flags at times because mm-hmm. a narcissist is manipulative. So they are working with whatever they can um, to mm-hmm. get that person engaged, right? Exactly. And they're experts at it. And they're yeah. expert liars. Yeah. Ah, it breaks my it breaks my heart. It really does, right? Yeah. Um. Hey, yeah. So so, uh, tell me a little bit about your your Facebook group. is is huge, right? I mean, how what, yeah. What's, yeah. What's that like? Kind
1: <laughs> kind of grew really fast. I didn't realize it was going to get quite that big. Uh-huh. Um. It, I've got almost forty thousand people. Wow. Now, um, and it's called um, Narcissistic Parent Answers. That's the name of the page. Okay. And it's it is an open group. Um okay. And I've chosen to leave it open. Um. You know, Coming from that type of background myself, um, there are many closed pages on there, but I always feel like, well, sometimes people just want an answer right now, mm-hmm. or they want to chat with me right now. Okay. You know, I'm going through something, so I left it open, and I've seen people actually grow on the page. Um, so gone from completely not knowing what the heck's going on to say, move out. (laughs) So it's been amazing. Um, and that's why I leave it open because a lot of people sort of like come out, so to speak on the page. Okay. Um, many start off with uh, a fake name, you know, a fake Mm, page so that they can be protected because a lot of narcissistic parents or spouses, they will troll the pages and see what is going on with this person.
0: I think that's that's interesting, um, yeah. So almost this this coming out and saying, hey, I am a child of a narcissist, I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing to say. It really is. Right?
1: Yeah. It it truly is. And then it's really heartwarming to watch the journey from that fake page to, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. Mm And um, I literally got a, a picture one time from someone who... Um, was moving out, and they sent me a picture of their U-Haul truck. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, I was yeah. like, yay! You know? okay. Yeah. I'm
0: like, hey, I'm curious. Has have, uh, have a, a parent, uh, you know, a narcissistic parent um, of a client that you're working with ever contacted you? Absolutely. Wow. Um, What's that like? Through Facebook. Okay.
1: Well, it was interesting it's a very delicate situation so far so good. Um, I've been able to handle whatever has been thrown my way. Okay. And I think really it's, um, it's been easier for me because I know how they think now. <laughs> okay. So I know how to handle them best.
0: Yeah. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, you talked about, uh, as a coach. So, um, did you ever expect to then after writing this book, uh, be able to help as many people as you have? Absolutely not. Okay,
1: <laughs> That's been really funny because um, my sister, um, we talk about this all the time, and she'll bring up, she's like, Tina, you know, remember when you used to say, if I could just help one person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you have a 40,000 person Facebook group, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's been really crazy. And. Also, you know, just becoming a coach and getting that training, um, you know, I did my training through IPEC, which was an amazing journey in itself. Mm. Um, they're very, um, it, it was life transforming for me, honestly. Um, it was an intense program. It wasn't like, you know, you sit down at the for a few hours. It was like a like seven or nine month program that, that we went through and it was just amazing. Wow. Um, never thought I would do that, but. You know, it, it's again just been an
0: amazing journey. Okay. And then, so because uh, I, I read on the back of your book, you were in the financial services industry, right? Yes, I was. Okay. I was in banking for many years. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Out of curiosity, do you see many, much uh, narcissists in banking?
1: Um, I think one of my bosses was a narcissist. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I look at the narcissism, there's so many different types. Okay. Oh, the okay. covert, overt, malignant, so many different types, but, yeah. um, I also see it as, um, you know, it all comes down to one thing. It's gotta be about them, but. I see it as a in range is like a stove, like low, medium, and high. Uh-huh. So I think I had like a, a lower range narcissist um, when I was in banking, um, but of course didn't know what it was back
0: then. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. Right. So covert and overt. Uh, you know, yeah. after um, you know, reading your book and and on the Facebook group, that was something that I put into my practice uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It was just trying to identify. Um, or have mm-hmm. have clients identify if their narcissistic parent or spouse is covert or overt. So talk a little bit about that. What what's the what's the difference?
1: Okay, well you know narcissists tend to have several disorders at one time. It's very common. It's not always the case, but you know they can um, they can have uh, more than one. They might be borderline as well. But overt would be your loud, bullying, berating all-controlling, manipulative type, and then the overt, I mean, covert is more of the kind of behind-your-back, sneaky, quiet. They don't tend to rage, or if they do rage, it's through email or regular Yeah, yeah. it's more kind of like the backhanded kind of stuff. They're more into manipulating and playing the victim. Not that the overts don't, too, but that's, you know, covert is more the quiet type.
0: Okay. Um, hey, you, you mentioned something there. The, maybe through email. Oh, boy, how how much does that happen? I mean, just the narcissist um, sending the emails or the texts or those sort of things.
1: Oh, um, they love it because yeah. it's they're able to say what they want, and they they know you're going to read it, right? Okay. Yeah, they can say whatever they want. It's out there, and then the child is or spouse, whatever, is forced to read it. Okay. And they can't respond to them directly in their face um but that's that's another tactic they'll use yeah
0: yeah and and so and i found that uh some of the work that i've done in in therapy is is helping clients build these boundaries where they don't Mm -hmm. have to read or they you know obviously definitely don't have to respond but and that's pretty powerful when you know when i have somebody that can just come in here and and you know have you heard from the you know the narcissist in the family and Mm -hmm. it's uh I, I don't even know. Not even, you know, I don't even check their email or, or that sort of thing. I think that's pretty powerful. right. Yeah.
1: It is. And a lot of times people will block them. Yeah. You know, they just finally, because what happens is there, there's two, two pieces to this. If you don't block them, then they're going to continue to do it. That's just not going to stop. Yeah. Um, but the other piece of this is the temptation to open it and yeah. read it. Yeah. Even if you don't respond, there's that, well, what did they say? And and really that's pulling you back in. Mm. Even though you don't want to engage with them, you're still being controlled because you're sitting there reading it and you're getting right. angry and all those emotions are coming back up. So you're really still being controlled by them.
0: Exactly. You know, I remember that you just reminded me when I was uh, a shiny new therapist, I remember doing um, <laughs> some some counseling with a uh, a woman, and we later were able to identify that her husband was very narcissistic. And so he mm-hmm. made sure before she came in, always, uh, to send an email to me, a text to me, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember my clinical supervisor, you know, saying, hey, he's taking control of that session. And uh, and so, you know, it became this thing where it was pretty powerful to not read the text, the email, that sort of thing, because we didn't want mm-hmm. him to have that. He, he was trying to have that power even when he wasn't there. So sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of sure. Hey so I want to I want to hit on this just for the sake of if if people are listening and they're mm-hmm. wondering hey we haven't talked about what you know why why is someone a narcissist um, and so uh, just for fun I brought up the from the the you know the mayo um, mm-hmm. it is not known what causes narcissistic personality disorder as with other mental disorders the cause is likely complex uh, narcissistic personality disorder may be linked to Mismatches in parent child relationships with either excessive pampering or excessive criticism. And then mm-hmm. uh, it also says genetics or psychobiology, the connection between the brain and the behavior and thinking. So uh, basically, who knows, right?
1: Yeah, and and there has been, that question comes up, I can't even imagine to tell you how many times. Okay, yeah. Is it hereditary? And so I think um, there's been no actual fact proven as of yet that Uh I have seen that it is absolutely hereditary. And I think the reason why a lot of my followers and um, other people will ask me this is because it appears to run in families. Like, right? So, but if you think about it, step back and think about it. Well, it would appear to run in families because having that type of parent yeah. is traumatic, right. Right? right? So that can cause a child <laughs> to become a narcissist. Childhood trauma. Right. Now, not every child becomes one if you had that type of parent. I didn't, and I had um, for the siblings. Now, I none of us did. Okay, not one of us. So it's not a, a you know a done deal where it's going to, but it, it certainly can cause it. So it would appear to someone who doesn't understand it completely that, hey, it's in my family. I've had six of them, you know, so of course okay. it's going to look that way, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, And I, and I yeah. think,
0: you know, when I think about it, typically when I am working with someone, they can identify uh, a sibling or uh, an uncle mm-hmm. or whatever that they're, yeah, there's definitely some mm-hmm. some somebody else in the family that uh, has mm-hmm. some sort of personality sort of. That's pretty fascinating, right?
1: And hopefully if they do come up with you know, a fact that it absolutely is genetic. Now, some people's personalities are um, maybe more able to, you know, take on that that disorder. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't know, but you um, know, like you said, we really don't know. All we do know is it comes from childhood trauma or possibly, um, you know, spoiling a child. Yeah, that can, you know, the entitlement starts coming out. Um, and I mean, really spoiling a child. Um, so, you know, we really don't know for sure, but I, I do try to, um, remain aware of if anything comes out, that's, you know, actual fact that yes, here it
0: is that we found it to
1: kind of, thing. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And so we're not, not quite there yet, right? We can't get not the, yet. There's a lot the of theories. Seat. Okay. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, Hey, so, so where can people find you now? So you've got the Facebook group. I mean, are you, you know, are you, uh, full-time coaching at this point or are there other things that you're oh yes yeah okay.
1: yes um yeah there's a few other things i'm working on but they're kind of on the back burner but yeah um they can find me um at fuller life coaching okay that's my website okay. um or um my email tina fuller at com. they can contact me there and again the facebook page is narcissistic parent answers um and i do answer all messages. Um, I, I'm the only one on the page. There's no other admins. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I don't um, want anyone else answering something, you know, for me. So I want to be there for them. You know, that kind of thing. I want it one-on-one um, so that they, they know they're dealing with me and not someone else. Yeah. Because um, I have been through it. You know, I'm on the other side of it. So I just feel it's really important to to be there for my clients. Um, Let's see,
0: so yeah, and that's yeah. Fuller Life Coaching is my website. Okay, and I'll put those things in the in the the notes um, for the podcast okay. as well. So I'll put that awesome. up there. Awesome. Hey, uh, kind of on a on a hopefully a lighter note. Um, when you when you talk about uh, the E in pace, the empower, the building self esteem, um, were there some things that you found that that really helped you, or things that you never had thought you could do because even because maybe your 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 mom had told you that wasn't something you should do or. You know, that wasn't ladylike or anything like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I never was able, I wanted to go to college years ago uh-huh. and wound up trying it, but I was too young at the time. Okay. And um, I was told, basic, well, it wasn't outright told, but basically it was inferred that I was hard enough to do that. Ah, okay. um, and then my brother went to college. So, you know, you just need to find a, you know, secretarial job or you need to find, um, a husband. Yeah. Yeah, a husband or something like that. So, um, actually, I did get married, um, eventually and had two kids. So that became my, (laughs) that was the most important thing to me. Yeah. And still is. But, um, Anyway, so yeah, um, what I did though to empower myself, even though it was at a later later stage in life, uh-huh. it's never never too late. Um, that's why I did the coaching because I, I I really wanted to get some more professional training. Okay, um, if I'm going to help people, I want to do it correctly. I don't want to just. Give my opinions here, I want to be able to really help them move forward um, but what i first the first thing I did was I tried to build my self esteem because it was really, really low, so I decided to try new things you know try to paint or whatever you know little things that 's where I started yeah. and just it 's okay to fail you know it 's okay um, had to fight through the messages of from my my parent, which is very common you 've got that I call them tapes in your head, okay. where the parent is saying, Oh, you're not good at that. You can't do that. So, those types of things. Um, I would fight against those. Um, and I'd say, Nope, I'm going to try it. And if I fail, so what? I'll try something else. And, you know, get out into the world and put myself out there. Um, that's really where I started at kind of ground zero. No, <laughs> because I love it. I was it. definitely, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> definitely I think that, a zero. And I think that the, the tapes, I mean, I think that that is what I, I mm-hmm. see in therapy all the time and people not realizing. What power that has had over them uh, throughout the years. And mm-hmm. the things, you know, I've I've worked with clients who have. I uh, think of one person in particular that um, when they got out on their own and they were in a, a really nice area. Uh, they mm-hmm. wouldn't even go out and go on walks because this i mm-hmm. think the tape was you know you're you're going to get beat up you're going to get this you're going to yeah. get that you know or um yep. and and this person would hear this these tapes all the time of things that they mm-hmm. they couldn't do or shouldn't do or you know that's exactly. not them and i think that uh, boy yeah that's powerful to once you once you get through this to uh to really challenge those those tapes those automatic negative thoughts that go through your head
1: Ex- exactly and you know um you know, with my clients I'll give them little exercises like that to kind of break away from that. Because you have to really erase those messages. Otherwise you just carry them forever. Yeah. I can't, I won't, I I shouldn't, you know, that kind of thing. And it's it's really, really damaging and it doesn't go away. Yeah. I mean, it just it will remain there forever if you don't undo the damage.
0: Okay. Hey, when we were when we were given plugs too, people can still buy your book, right?
1: Oh absolutely. Um they can either buy a signed copy from me. That's right. Um yep, mm-hmm. um either through PayPal or or sending a check. Uh-huh. Um or they can get it on Amazon ebook of course, paperback. Um and um they send me a, an email and I can send it out to
0: you. <laughs> right. yeah, and the book, and so the book is it's my turn and that. I mean, I I have uh it was funny. I think I had shared with you a little while ago that I had lent mine out, and then uh, mm-hmm. the person didn't come back for a while and I was I was starting to mm-hmm. be a little anxious. <laughs> you know, is this my signed copy? It's like, come on. Right? Yeah, so I got it back, <laughs> but uh, but it's my turn. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time, though. Your your book is fantastic. Hey, is there a sequel? Are you going to write another book?
1: I'm, I'm actually considering that. Um, right now, I'm, I'm actually going to contact the high school. I'm trying to um, get a situation set up where I can help in high schools to kind of get it at its root uh-huh. where the child is being damaged now yeah. because the earlier you start undoing the damage, the healthier you're going to be. Right. Okay. So I'm working on that. And then I am hoping to write another one um, maybe in a few years because it, it, it's going to take me a few years. I'm actually waiting. Um, my mom is now going to be 96 in about two months. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And, and so I want to get, it's my turn. Is more for the person who is like, oh, my gosh, this is what my parent is. And so it's kind of like a beginning book, like a a one. And then the second one would be more of the family dynamics. I want to get more into building self-esteem and when the narcissist dies. You know, what what does the conformer do? What does the runner do? What does the rebel do? That that kind of thing. So I'm thinking of um, how that's going to kind of come together. Um, and so I'm kind of waiting. So <laughs> okay. this, so yeah. maybe a little while, I don't know, but those are the two things I'm also considering.
0: Fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. Hey, this, uh, time flew. So I really, I did. I did, right. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you joining me. Uh, and, and I hope that people will, uh, go join your Facebook group and, and check out your webpage and buy your book. And if there's, if they even think. That, uh, that they, you know, some of the things that they're working with are because of a narcissistic parent. I mean, I think immediately your your, your Facebook group is a great place to go and connect and, awesome. um, and understand that, right? And then they, yeah. can, they can reach out to you directly. I love the fact that you answer all of your emails and it's you. And, mm-hmm. and so somebody can right. get a hold of you right away, right? Right, okay.
1: yeah. And thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I really no, this appreciate
0: was a blast. it. Yeah, it really was. So I appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, Tina, I'm sure we will talk again. And, uh, and again, yeah. thanks for joining me on the virtual couch.
1: Compressed emotions flying past our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind is wonderful. Elastic waste and rubber I'm floating past the midnight hour. They push aside the i not a